for that. Um, Should we pray again before we just spend a few minutes looking at God's word? Father, we thank you for this morning. And uh, Lord, that seems a strange word to say thank you. But Lord, we we thank you that we can say thank you. We thank you, Lord, that um, we have lived in a time of relative peace, Lord, for many years. Certainly my generation and my parents' generation, Father, may have had tough times economically, uh, but they've not known war. And Father, we give you thanks for that. Um, Only Lord, make us... Don't make us a, a generation that become lazy or rest on their laurels or just assume that war is something that other people experience and never us ever again. Father, we know that human beings um, always fight. They always fight each other for each other's things, Father. And we just want to be a, a people that make peace and fight for peace, Father. So keep selfishness and greed from our own hearts so that we can inspire other people. And Lord, just now, as we spend a few minutes looking at your word, Lord, may you just speak to our hearts what we need to hear. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. just wanted to think about remembrance, really, for a few minutes. And uh, just by way of introduction, I wonder um, if anyone uh, would like to share their earliest memory. I wonder how far back. Some people can't remember what happened yesterday. Um, I'm actually that guy. And I can also remember, uh, I'll tell you my earliest memory. Um, so what normally happens with me as I, I can remember being in the pram when I was very young. I think I can. You know, I, I think I'm the sort of person, if my mum says you're in the pram and someone stole your teddy bear, which is the memory I'm referring to, it's quite painful. And I'm not sure if I've just made it up in my mind or it's a genuine memory. But I can remember uh, quite far back to my childhood, and I'm pretty certain I can remember an image in my mind of someone stealing my teddy bear when I was in, in a pram very young, uh, although I may have fabricated that. But I can go back quite far. Uh, Don't ask me what happened last Thursday, because I won't be able to tell you, Um, but I can probably tell you what I did when I was four, which is quite frightening. So has anyone got an earliest memory they'd like to to share? Just one or two people? A bit of interaction? Anyone share their earliest memory? You might want to lower it a little bit. (laughs) Um, It's not really a memory as such. Um, I was a brownie and I was a guide and I was a ranger, so I remember when I was growing up of attending the crest and parading up to church for the remembrance parade and the remembrance service. So it was always a special time for me, but I have to be honest, since I've known my husband, who is a veteran, he's a World War, um, Gulf War veteran, since knowing him and hearing of the stories and the tales and the things that he went through, he was in Northern Ireland and other places as well, but it is actually far more special to me because I actually feel more of a part of it. Um, so my, mem- my earliest memory, I suppose, is actually when I sort of first met him and actually sort of heard the stories and, and tales that, that he heard and witnessed and saw. So um, that is my significant memory of, of being woken to what remembrance actually is for and what it stands for. It's good to. Um, I'm breaking it. Um, it's good to when things become significant, isn't it? And they don't always. Sometimes we can go through life and not quite get what we're doing, and then something personal happens, and you do. But memories are a funny thing, aren't they? We we go back a long time, and some things are more significant than others. And and maybe if you, if you hear one of your significant moments, maybe something terrible that happened to you. Maybe you can't go any further back than that thing that happened when you were younger or when you were in your teenage years. Um, but memories can be a joy as well, can't they? Um, I have great fun reliving uh, moments from the past. I'm not particularly nostalgic 
um, but I do like to remember. So I look back to times when Andrew and I went travelling, and uh, particularly our two years in Bangladesh, which I've bored you with over the years, and I've stopped doing, I hope you've realised. Um, the football analogies will never stop, but I'll stop telling you stories from Bangladesh. And, and if you're a member of Facebook, you'd have seen my pretty young face. Um, anyway, but let's move on from there. But it's good to go back. I look, look back fondly at our time at our previous church, and as we're 10 years here, I look back to our first few years here and I think oh 10 years ago I can't believe that happened or eight years ago that happened and memories looking back remembering is good and it's an important thing to do and we have a, a strange relationship with Remembrance Sunday don't we as a nation on the one hand we spend all year not thinking about it and then Remembrance Sunday comes along and, and our poppies come out and we really go the extra mile to remember those who fell those who fought those who died and those who didn't die as well And it just feels important, doesn't it? It's a strange thing. A hundred years has come and gone. I can't tell you anything else that happened a hundred years ago. But I know World War I happened. I know it was important. And on Friday at Zone, Andy played a video. um, It was his turn to do the talk. And and it shows you pictures of soldiers going off, some clips of them going over the top to fight. And, uh, And I just felt sad. It's a hundred years, I don't even know who they are, but I feel sad for them, I feel broken hearted. And we've got this relationship with remembrance where we just want to keep remembering because it still feels important, it still feels just terribly tragic, even though none of us have got any real personal experience with it. I think remembrance of the war reminds us of human nature. We're reminded that human beings actually aren't all that great. We like to think we're wonderful, but the truth is, given half a chance, we will rob somebody or hurt someone to get a leg up the system. Uh, We look back because it gives us valuable lessons for the future. We look back because we don't want to do it again, do we? And in fact, sadly, at the end of World War I, they thought that was it. They'd never have to do it again. But just a few years later, they did it all over again. And in fact, there's scarcely been a day when there hasn't been a war somewhere on our world. And it reminds us of the tragic potential of human beings that sometimes we'll take all of our God-given creativity and use it to make bombs and weapons to hurt each other. And so we look back and we remember what happened in the past. A few quotes about remembering. Somebody once wrote, to look, back, to look backward for a while is to refresh the eye, to restore it and render it fit for its primary function of looking forward. We look back to the past, not to go back over it all again, but to remind ourselves, to educate ourselves, to get ready so that we can live better in the future. Somebody else said of the past that it's our cradle, not our prison. There is danger as well as appeal in its glamour. The past is for inspiration, not imitation. For continuation, not repetition. We look back even at something as terrible as war and we remind ourselves not to imitate it, to live differently, to live better, to not repeat it. And then there's a famous quote that those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. And I fear for our current generations that we're less and less bothered by what happened before and more and more likely to make the same mistakes all over again. Remembrance can limit our mistakes, it increases our gratitude and it can energise our future as well. And today that's why we stand in silence, isn't it? Not for glory, not for national interest, but to honour and listen and to try again to heed their pain And make their peace and their hopes a reality. The Bible calls us peacemakers, not peacekeepers. As Christians, we are to be people who make peace, who fight for peace, who ensure that peace prevails, not just keep it. We're to fight for it. And that theme of remembrance 
uh, goes across the Bible from start to finish. And that's really what I want to focus on just for a few minutes as we remember World War I and World War II and other conflicts. Across the Bible, God calls his people to remember Not remember war, but to remember him. Constantly from beginning to end, God calls his people to think back, to look back, to remember the things he's done. Faithfulness, his grace, his works in their life, our need of him. We must constantly look back and remind ourselves that we need God every single moment of every single day. As I said in my talk last week to my previous church, when you feel that you have no strength, It's then that you discover God's, except you never had any strength in the first place. It was just an illusion. And we remember our need of God, and it helps us live in the present. Across the Old Testament, God would often say to Israel when they complained normally that they didn't have enough food or drink if they weren't in quite the right place, God would often say to them, remember what I did for you in Egypt. Remember how I got you out of Egypt. Remember the exodus. I'd like to read to you a few verses from Deuteronomy chapter 7. Verse 7 to 18, it's quite long, but God is speaking with his people as they're about to enter the promised land and drive out the nations that were there. And God says, it says, The Lord did not set his affection on you and choose you because you were more numerous than other peoples. For you were the fewest of all peoples. But it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your ancestors that he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. But those who hate him he will repay and to to their face by destruction. He will not be slow to repay to their face those who hate him. Therefore take care to follow the commands, decrees and laws I give you today. If you pay attention to these laws and are careful to follow them, then the Lord your God will keep his covenant of love with you as he swore to your ancestors. He will love you and bless you and increase your numbers. He will bless the fruit of your womb, the crops of your land, your corn, new wine and oil, the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks in the land that he swore to your ancestors to give you. You will be blessed more than any other people. None of your men or women will be childless. Any of your livestock will be without young. The Lord will keep you free from every disease. He will not inflict on you the horrible diseases you knew in Egypt, but he will inflict them on all who hate you. You must destroy all the peoples the Lord God gives over to you. Do not look on them with pity and do not serve their gods, for that is a snare to you. You may say to yourselves, these nations are stronger than we are. How can we drive them out? But do not be afraid of them. Remember, Remember well what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all Egypt. You saw with your own eyes the great trials and signs and wonders, the mighty hand and outstretched arm with which the Lord your God brought you out. The Lord your God will do the same to all the peoples you now fear. As Israel get ready to enter the promised land, God says, when you get to that moment where you think, can we possibly do this? He says, look back, remember how I saved you from Egypt. Chapter 8, verse 10, um, going down to 18, he says the same thing he talks about when you come into the land and you're prosperous and you have everything you need. 
then you must remember God as well. It says, when, when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and waterless land. With its venomous snakes and scorpions, he brought you water out of hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors never had, had never known, to humble and test you, so that in the end it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, my power and strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant with which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. In other words, across the Bible, when things were going badly and well, God called his people to remember him, to look back and remember the exodus. Everything good you have, you're about to have, is because God gave it to you. When it's all going wrong and your enemies seem stronger, don't forget that moment when I saved you from Egypt. Remember me. Remember. Look back to where I am. Psalm 24 um, verse, sorry, Psalm 42, I should say, verses 4 to 11. The psalmist writes, These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of the Lord under the protection of the Mighty One with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him my saviour and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, the Mount of Mizar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day the Lord directs his love. At night his song is within me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by my enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony. My foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, Where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. In other words, when things are going terribly wrong, remember, remember, remember. In the New Testament too, as Jesus takes the cup and the bread, what does he say to his disciples? This is my body broken for you. This is my blood shed for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Why do we have communion every month? It's not just some vague ritual that makes us feel good. We do it to remember, to remember the cross, remember our exodus, not from Egypt, but from our sin, from death, from wrath, into everlasting new life and freedom and peace. We do it to remember Christ, our Saviour. We're called to be a people that look back, not just to where everything went wrong, but to where everything went right, to where God's fingerprints were in our life, to where God moved in our lives, and say, thank you, God. You are still the same. God calls his people to look back. God, too, remembers, doesn't he? In Genesis chapter 9, verse 14 to 16. Hang on. Just at the end of the flood in the book of Genesis, it says this. Having a dis- described putting the rainbow up as a sign, it says, Whenever I bring clouds above the earth, this is God, and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between you, me and you, 
and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. This is the real use of the rainbow, isn't it? A reminder of God's hope and of God's goodness and of God's faithfulness. We have to remember God's faithfulness and love and God remembers his promises and his covenant with us, his faithfulness to us. God never forgets to love us. God will never forget to be faithful to us. God will never forget to keep his promises. We may let him down, but he will never forget to be with us as he promised. And in times of trouble and times of plenty, we're called to look back and remember God and then live with confidence today. It's a real key idea, I think, in the Bible because sometimes you find yourself in that moment wondering where salvation is going to come from. You find yourself in that moment thinking, I'm lost here. Where is God? Or you find yourself in that moment thinking, I've got everything I need, I don't need God. And God's saying, remember, look back. Where do you think all this stuff came from? Well, look back. Look back. Remember what I did before. You're not powerless. You're not lonely. You're not without help. So why should we look back? Because it builds faith. When we look back across our own life and see where God has already moved, it builds faith. So many Christians say, I haven't, my faith is very weak, my faith is very small. If that's you this morning, you need to start looking back over the course of your life. It might be 10 minutes of your Christian walk, it might be 10 years, it might be 50 years. But God has moved at some point. Either through that moment you became a Christian and he got you out of the snare of hell itself, That's a miracle, and that's a wonderful movement of God. It might be a healing. It might be God helping you with a job or something else or just moving in your life and changing you from the inside out. At some point, God has done something, demonstrated his power in your life and in my life. And if you find your faith dwindling and getting weaker and weaker and weaker, yes, read your Bible. Yes, pray, absolutely. But look back across your life. Remind yourself, remember that time, Gary, that God did that. Remember that time God said that. Remember that time I felt that. They were all real things. And when we do that, it builds faith. I'm reminded of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the book of Daniel, who refused uh, to worship the king and were thrown into the fiery furnace, heated up seven times higher. And what did they say? Oh, whatever. Chuck us in. I don't care. Because God can save us. And even if he doesn't, it's all right as well. How could you possibly say that? when you're staring at a furnace that's seven times hotter, when even the tough soldier to your right has died because it's so hot, because they remembered their God. And they knew the one that was for them was tougher and stronger than the heat of that fiery furnace. You may be staring at the fiery furnace of almost hell itself, and you need to remember that the God who has been working in your life since the moment you were born again is tougher than even that. And they went into that furnace and they did not die. As a, a woman that attends my sister-in-law's church, I think I've got the story right. I think it's a wonderful story and I hope you all start doing it actually. I think she was on a train and, uh, and she was uh, being harassed by some young people, some youths. And uh, I've reached that age. Anyway, and, uh, and they were doing something to her and she was getting quite uh, a bit worried. In the end, she got cross. And uh, she's a brilliant lady. I've only met her once. She's, uh, she's brilliant. Anyway, she said, Oi, do you not know who I am. I am a child of God. How dare you? And they walked away. 
I think I've got that right. However, that woman remembered who she was. It's not just some woman that goes to church occasionally and it's all good, you know. And I, I love God more when things are going well and when it's not going well. But if he, she remembered that in the good and the bad, she was a child of God. And how dare you come against me with doubt and fear and worry? Who do you think you are? I know who I am. And I wonder if you have that same confidence as that lady at my sister-in-law's church. It's awesome to have that confidence. How brilliant to look back and have such confidence in your God but you only have that if you know him and you remember him and you remember what he's done in your life. Remembrance builds faith. Remembrance is important because God never changes. Hebrews, uh, sorry, um, Micah chapter 3, um, verse 6. I'm going to put it off the screen because I can't get there quick enough. Um. Anyway, somewhere in Micah, it says, I, the Lord, do not change. I apologize for that. Um, I, the Lord, do not change. Um, God is the same yesterday, today, and always, the Bible says. And one of the reasons we remember and we look back is because actually it's more than just nostalgia. It's more than just a reminder that, oh, God, God was good then. Actually, it's a reminder that God is good now. Because if God doesn't change and God has answered only one of your prayers, that's enough to build the most world-changing faith on. Whenever Israel complained... God didn't say, well, tomorrow I'll do another miracle to keep you going. God said, remember when I got you out of Egypt? Remember when I slayed Pharaoh's armies and opened the sea and you walked through on dry ground and they walked through and got completely drowned? Remember that? Okay, we'll carry on, shall we? And actually, some people say, well, God's hardly ever worked in my life and I'm not sure where I am with that. Do you know what? Don't worry about it. Because if God's only answered one prayer that you can point to, because sometimes God answers prayer, you don't even pray. You don't even realize God's worked in your life because you don't ask him to, but he has anyway. But you might say, I prayed that prayer and that thing happened. That's enough. That is enough to build a world-changing faith on. Because we don't need one thing after another actually to prove God, because if God does something once, then he never changes, then he's the same God 50 years later. Even if you've had the worst life, because he did it once. And he hasn't changed. If you can do it once, he's the same God there. He's choosing to do something different. And that's what you trust in. And in fact, maybe you can't point to anything. In fact, your faith can be built by remembering what other people have gone through. I should be able to talk to Gemma or Phil or somebody at the back who I should start picking on. Um, and I should say, well, remember the way God worked in their life. And that built my faith. Because God hasn't changed. And if he worked in their life, he's the same God and I can trust him. If they trusted him, I can trust him. And in fact, more than that, when I read about what God did in Jacob's life, or Isaac, or Isaiah, or Peter, or John the Baptist, or anyone, I can say, wow, I can build my faith on that. I can remember what God did in their lives and in their lives. And my faith can grow because he does not change. One answered prayer is all you need to build a faith that can move mountains. Jesus himself said it's better we have a greater faith for those who have never seen him than those who did. That's a confident thing to say, isn't it? It's a wonderful thing to say. Five things that you should look back and remember. Um, four of them are from the book of Deuteronomy. And I will beat Laz this time. Um, well, maybe I won't, actually. Um, no, actually, no. Can you get them up? Oh, Deuteronomy 5.15. Look back and remember those times when God has delivered you. When has God delivered you from situations? Um, 
Don't go horribly wrong, isn't it? Deuteronomy 5.15 says, Remember that you were slaves in Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath. Look back and remember those times God delivered you. Maybe God delivered you from a temptation or from a feeling of guilt. Maybe he delivered you from a physical trouble that you were facing. Maybe you faced a situation you saw no way out, but God delivered you. Look back to that. Look back to that and say, thank you, God. You're the God who delivers. Uh, Deuteronomy 8, verse 2. Um, look back to where God has guided you. God has led you. God says to the Israelites, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness for 40 years to humble you and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. Look back across your life and think, well, remember those times God answered that prayer and showed me the wisdom and the way to go. Look back to that. Build your faith on that. Chapter 32, um, look back to the times when God has blessed you. Verse 7 um, to 12 we have this, this song of Moses. Remember the days of old. Consider the generations long past. Ask your father and he will tell you, your elders, and they will explain to you. When the Most High gave the nations their inheritance, when he divided all mankind, he set up boundaries for the people according to the number of the sons of Israel. For the Lord's portion is his people, Jacob his allotted inheritance. In the desert he laid desert land he found him in a barren and howling waste he shielded him and cared for him he guarded him as the apple of his eye like an eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them on its pinions the lord alone led him no foreign god was with him look back to those blessings god has bestowed on your life because if you sit here this morning god has blessed you and blessed you and blessed you and blessed you don't worry about what you haven't got Think of where God's already blessed you. We're told, aren't we? Uh, Not in the Bible, but we're told in a song to count our blessings. I won't sing it. But we're told to count our blessings. When was the last time we sat down and actually made a list of the ways God has blessed us? That would build your faith more than any sermon you ever hear. Some of them are good. But it would, because you would go back and you'd say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. One of the privileges for me is that every Alpha course, I give my testimony. And it's a wonderful thing to be able to say Alpha I became a Christian at 11, and I can honestly say that my wife, my children, my experiences, my house, my job, are the blessings that God has given on my life because I gave my life to Christ. What a good thing to remind yourself of. We're so obsessed with what we haven't yet got. Count your blessings. Count the victories won, Deuteronomy 11. Think about where God has actually fought for you. And then number five. The encouragements that he's given. Where is God, Joshua 23, where has God encouraged you? Where has God spoken to you? Where has God told you how much he loved you? Where are those moments where you had that ping moment where you realize you're a child of God and you meant something? Go back to that. Revisit that. Don't go back to the bad times. Revisit where God delivered you, led you, blessed you, gave you victory and encouraged you. And so today we remember pain and war to build caution into our psyche as a nation, to honour the dead. But if you're a Christian this morning and you really want to leave your mark on this world, our remembrance must go deeper. It must go deeper than what men did. It must go to what God has done and what God will do. We are the hope of the world. We are the light of the world, not because of us, but because Christ in us. We are to be a city on a hill.
And when God's people remember their king, his power, his might and majesty, their communities and families and even nations can be changed. They cannot be changed any other way than when God's people not just remember why the world has gone wrong, but when we remember where God has gone right. Only we can bring hope for the future to a broken world. This is our war. This is our fight. And they need us more than they would ever realize. So we go and we remember the gospel and we live it and we preach it. But we build our faith at the same time. Shall we pray? Father God, Lord, just as we have this somber day, Lord, we can't take you out of it. We don't want to take you out of it. Father, our nation will think back of men and women. And Lord, we stand with them in their remembrance. Lord, it isn't about our views on history. It's our love of people. So Lord, we stand shoulder to shoulder with brothers and sisters, Lord, across this nation and across this world, and we stand quietly with them. And we do it unashamedly. Lord, we long for a world with no war. But Lord, we know that we would always have war. Nations will be in uproar against nation. Lord, we know that until the day your son returns, there will always be conflict in men and women's hearts and with their hands. But Lord, we are to be a people that don't just remember where it's all going horribly wrong, but remember the King of kings and the Lord of lords who gave his one and only son. May we be a people, Lord, who build our faith and who are as confident to shout out like that woman, who do you think you are? This is who I am. May we stand tall and shine the light of your gospel into this broken, broken world. Lord, heaven knows they need it. Lord, be with us today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.